to Trinity's daily Bible podcast, an opportunity to share scripture and hope together. Hey everybody, my name is Michael Simlink. I'm excited to share a passage of scripture with you that has been impactful for me. So it's Luke 14, uh, starting in verse 25. So here it is. Now great crowds accompanied Jesus, and he turned and said to them, If anyone comes to me and does not hate his own father and mother and wife and children and brothers and sisters, yes, even his own life, he cannot be my disciple. Whoever does not bear his own cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. For which of you, desiring to build a tower, does not first sit down and count the cost, whether he has enough to complete it? Otherwise, when he has laid a foundation and is not able to finish, all who see it begin to mock him, saying, This man began to build and was not able to finish. Or what king, going out to encounter another king in war, will not first sit down and deliberate whether he is able with 10,000 to meet him, who comes against him with 20,000? And if not, while the other is yet a great way off, he sends a delegation and asks for terms of peace. So therefore, any of you who does not renounce all that he has cannot be my disciple. So this passage has been important to me because it, uh, I would say at the core, it really forced me to think about how much did I have to consider being a Christian and how much of that was kind of, uh, yeah, I was born into and kind of lucky in a way. And yeah, and really thinking about like being a disciple of Jesus is, is going to cost something and it should cost something. And if it doesn't, I think we're doing something wrong. So yeah, this is just, yeah, been an impactful passage for me. And I guess thinking, you know, kind of broadly here, you know, there are some of us at Trinity who are first generation kind of spiritual immigrants, right? So these are the people who are the first committed Christians in their family, um, whether it means you used to practice another religion or maybe faith just like wasn't a part of your family's life. You are the first one to move forward as a disciple. But for a lot of us, we come from a rich line of faith. Right? You can just run out on the branches of the family tree and find evidence of faith for generations. Okay, and now I'm one of those. And there's a great benefit to having such a solid foundation and support system all around you. There are also some potential pitfalls when faith has always been the air that you breathe. So just like a fish doesn't know it's in water, we sometimes don't know what it means to truly consider discipleship, consider following Jesus. You know, it's never really something we consider. We just continue with the flow of people around us, right? We understand maybe an expectation we act accordingly and just the inertia of our situation kind of pushes us that way. And I think this is an area where we need to pay attention to those around us who were not born into Christianity. Um, all of them had to take time to consider what discipleship means for them. And it's different from someone like me. Yeah, the calculus going into it for them was different. Yeah, I mean, I had to make a decision if I was really going to buy into everything I was taught. Sure, you know, this is what we mean when we say things like making my faith my own, right? The, the kind of owning of it and truly believing it. Yeah, my parents hoped and expected me to do that. They were proud of me for doing that because they valued it. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but it would have cost me more to not be a Christian than it did for me to kind of choose the faith and, and kind of continue on with what I've been taught. And it's important for us to acknowledge that part of our story, if that is part of your experience, um, that I did absolutely nothing to be born into a family that values those things. And it is categorically different than first-generation believers. Because that is the world of the Jewish people who are hearing these teachings for the first time, right? This passage in Luke. I think we forget that no one we encounter in the Gospels is a second-generation Christian, okay? Like, no one had parents who raised them Christian, right? Maybe they raised them devout and religious Jews, but not 
Christian, right? And so it was going to cost every single person who followed Jesus uh, and kind of rejected what they had done. It was going to cost them a lot. It would affect their family ties, social circle, you know, routines, habits, um, little things and big things alike. So, and the reality is it probably was a lot more than most of us who have existed in a circle where faith is celebrated, right? Their cost was higher than ours and kind of that, that initial step of, of accepting Jesus. So have we taken the time to ponder what it costs to follow Jesus? Because if our faith does not force us to give up something, if it does not take something away from us, then my experience and understanding of scripture would say that we are probably living a lukewarm faith that has pretty minimal kingdom impact. So my encouragement today is to examine what does your faith cost you? And you can think back on times in the past where it has cost you something. Maybe it was that initial moment of deciding like, yeah, I want to follow after Jesus. And it's good that we acknowledge that and like show others of how God was faithful, you know, in those moments. Um, But I'm curious where your faith is costing you now, uh, like present tense, because we shouldn't really have to go back months or years to remember the most recent time our commitment to Christ had a price on it. I think we need to expect more out of ourselves and really consider what are some ways we can obey the call of Jesus to bear our cross. So yeah, you may not necessarily feel encouraged by what I'm saying here, uh, but I trust that through some reflection, you know, hopefully there's some you can uh, think about through it, uh, today. I'm hoping that you'll get some encouragement and some challenge in a positive way that leads us to uh, be a better church of uh, following after Jesus and uh, doing what we can to make this Luke 14 passage uh, be a part of our lives. So it was a big part of my experience, I think, in college, um, developed in a lot of ways, kind of being pushed in in these directions. And yeah, I believe in enough to share with you. So hope you enjoyed it. Yeah, have a good rest of your day. Thanks again for joining us today. We hope to see you next time right here on the Trinity Daily Bible Podcast. Thank you.